0: Guess what? Guess what? It is Thursday Smurfing Thursday. How's everybody doing? My name is Matt. Sometimes I go by the grass Factor. Uh, we uh, do what? Hey, uh, comp- huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were gonna go here. Hey, Matt, Don't I was just wanting me. to see
1: you. Do you yeah, uh? Ahead. Do you have do you have any any time minutes left on your phone plan? Uh. <laughs> No, wait, wait. When?
0: Yeah, it's the twenty PM. We got, I got two more days.
1: Okay, until so, reups. You know, Freedom maybe, the maybe they still there's still a payphone out there that you can dial ten ten two twenty. You know, get you a collect uh, five two six
0: five two six one.
1: Uh, the time is the Captain D's time is
0: uh i, I think are, are you talking about are you talking about all the phone calls i've gotten today i guess so. <laughs> I,
1: like i said it's ruined, it's yeah. ruined rain time. It's-
0: yeah it has been a day of uh of of spencer going nuts calling me and we, but we've we've got some good ones here um here i'll i'll just i'll run through these real quick because it's uh priceless right uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get it out of the way i'm sure he's gonna he's gonna jump in here before too much longer and start or crying about something but
2: Matt, you need to stop harassing Spencer on YouTube,
1: or you will lose your Patreon and YouTube monetization. <laughs>
0: okay. So we we, oh, had that really? one, right? yeah. then we have Will
1: Ryan and Ray are with right.
3: you for free, or are you paying them to be your friend
0: and right. travel
2: to Tennessee? What will happen if Spencer reports your party to the already announced venue?
0: So it's obvious this has been plugged into a computer to read, right? Modeling modeling is mm-hmm. voice, so um Yeah. It's it's funny. It's funny how that goes. Um, other things that have been going on is that uh, uh, my, my phone number has been signed up for various uh, text notifications and stuff, too. So, anyway, it's funny. It's funny how it goes. Uh, that being said, um, we have a special episode of Thirsty Thursday today. Because if you look in your bottom right-hand corner, who <laughs> do we see
1: there? The hard part. <laughs> It's
0: me, the hard bark. Holy shit! There you go. <laughs> the Art You know. If Ooh. you know, you know. Uh, if you
3: know, you know. Oh god. The, we have
0: we have we have uh, we have Aldo here with us, and uh, by the way, uh, absolutely stroking a four point right now. By the way, congratulations. Good work, sir. Yeah.
4: Thank you very much. Yep. Appreciate it. Good. I've been working my ass off on this fucking school <laughs> shit, bro. I mean, good. God, you damn.
0: should be. <laughs> I'm glad you find it uh, I- exciting enough to apply effort, right? And I think I think that's uh, I think that's a lot of the, the the holdup in school period. You know, if I uh, if I had to advise anyone that was that was looking, to, you know, like say coming out high school and you don't know, know what you want to do, I'd be like, just take time and figure it out. So that way, when you do decide what you want to do, when you find something you're passionate about, you know the uh, the school aspect won't be such a challenge right because you're at least taking away things that you find interesting and engaging enough to remain invested right it's not to say that hundred percent of the time you're going to be uh you know just balls of the wall full throttle excited about it but you know there will be moments when you know it makes something shitty a little bit easier to get through right and my my take on it uh, we are going to be taking questions from everyone, and uh, we've already got some submitted here, but I'll explain how this goes. Never forget, we are human, we are fallible, we make mistakes. Anything we say on here, fact check, double check, triple check. Uh, find someone to either co-sign or negate our bullshit. That's that's perfectly fine. That is fine by us, uh, because you got to remember we're doing this live. We've got... Multiple screens going. We're trying to talk and answer questions and communicate with one another simultaneously, and it becomes difficult and overwhelming. And uh, it literally takes a team of people to do this. Uh, I have no internet at my house because a 16 year old girl took out the electrical pole right in front of my house, and uh, and so they got power back okay? on. But they, she was okay. Uh, she did a full barrel roll uh and landed in the right side up. Uh, she was shaken up, but no no injuries. Uh, definitely, you know, uh, scared I think is the is the word. <laughs> Way to go? Yeah, yeah dude. I'm sure it's that like was Matt, the first That is time a te- upside I mean, down you, in a vehicle. Did you tell no, That's her a testament
4: about... to
3: to a modern car. That's a testament to a modern car in that the car can be totaled, but you walk away from it just scared shitless, yeah. You know that's you- that's a testament. However, likewise, uh, me being an old timer, I also remember when cars were such that you could do something like that, and not only would the car survive, you would survive, but you'd still be scared shitless. And that's kind of why I'm reluctant to get rid of my classic car.
2: Because those cars were tanks. Have you
0: have you ever been upside down
2: in
1: a vehicle? Any, Not any, yet. Any, vehicle? any of y'all? I haven't I been say, yet. Did you, did you go out there and tell her that in your vast experience of totaling automobiles, this one turned out pretty good? I wish
0: I would have been there. My wife was, was nice enough to go out and ask if anybody needed a towel or anything. You know, is there anything anyone needs? <laughs> sure so. uh, I remember they they carted the lady the young girl out of the out of the car and uh of course i mean she's like way off into the ditch uh oh, God. Pretty, pretty deep into the woods right and they had mm-hmm. to climb out through some pretty pretty gnarly brush to, to get her and uh they were like is it okay if she just sits down on your porch i was like yeah for sure sit down if there's anything you need just let me know <laughs> um but if i would have been there you know i, I would have told her you know listen when I was upside down in a vehicle, the passenger side hit the telephone pole uh, directly in between the front passenger door and the rear passenger door, and that pinned the person in the back seat. After it split uh, their femur and uh, and broke their hip, they were pinned uh, by the uh, the indentation where the uh, the electrical pole caved in the side of the vehicle, and I had to punch out the sunroof in order to get out. And the third passenger out of the vehicle. And in doing so, uh, I, I was uh, bleeding all over the place. And that was after the fact that I had been uh, knocked unconscious for 10 minutes. And everyone around the car and in the car thought I was dead. Funny, funny how that works. Anyway, I would have told her a story like that. But um, I didn't. because I I, wasn't, I probably wouldn't have said it. I'd have been like, listen, sweetheart, you're, okay, you're alive. I'm worrying. Get over it.
4: Let me know if you need some water. Yeah. Towel. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: Jesus, is these days zoomers they have all a bunch of pansy ass people um so we'll so oh and by the way so questions uh feel free to submit them in the chat we'll get those over here in queue we will take them first come first serve uh so be patient uh if you if you if we don't know uh if, if we haven't gotten to your question immediately be patient we'll get to it It just may take a little bit longer. Uh, We're going to take questions for 45 minutes, and we're going to call it. That'll give us a chance to finish answering them, uh, and then we can move on with our life. Uh, The first one here comes from Patrick Squires. He says, is CEC readings from a soil test company BS, other than if you sent in rocks? Uh, I don't know where the idea would come from are CEC readings BS uh
1: what does that even mean uh like, I, I, I don't he, know what, 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 well maybe 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 he means i'm just gonna interpret real quick i mean they're not bs they're an actual scientific measurement we know that it may be, you know true accurate all that kind of stuff is he maybe saying that people put too much stock into cecs like if i have a, there, that there's some ideal range or i i think it's not knowing so much the range right it is more about like when you have a specific level, right? Say like mid to upper single digits, for example, versus you know something in the low twenties, like you would manage those soils slightly differently—not much, but slightly differently. And I think a little that's, differently, yeah, yeah. So that maybe that's more the context of the question. I'm just guessing, speculating. Yeah, and I think that's. Can I do that here. I say you're accurate. mean I trust you? how you're robot, saying... Mike? Robot, Mike. Uh, ro- oh, no, I know, I know. Okay, listen, no, listen. No, 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 Can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. i really don't care for your pretentious ass robot mike uh is it is it, is it better now <laughs> yes yep Okay. it's it's it. much much more pretentious i like that you like that yep. yeah
0: well this guy's a CEC, fucking weirdo
3: the cc ratings or you know numbers are also derived based on So the amount of calcium, magnesium, and potassium in somebody's soil, and so the way I take a CEC number is that I don't look at it as a number that I chase, for example. But that's just I put that in one compartment. Then I look at somebody's pH, calcium levels, magnesium levels, potassium levels. I look at all of that in totality because. You know what the internet meme has become, Matt and Ryan and Aldo? Mm. Oh my god, I have a low CEC, therefore I need to start putting all of this bullshit on my lawn. I need to start spreading biochar. Yeah,
2: I need to start spreading
3: biochar. Like
4: he was he was talking about how people put too much stock into C E C and people mm-hmm. see a number on their soil test and they say, oh, dude, CEC 6.5. Like, I, those bumpers need to come up. We need to bump those up, right? Those yeah. are rookie numbers. Yeah. So they start throwing all this biochar and, and, and you know, um, what Organic else? Organic matter and, and other
0: stuff, right? Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. But it but, was the uh, University of Texas that uh, offered how much humic acid you would have to apply in order to raise soil CECs.
2: I feel, think I we like covered I I that. I think I found
0: it here. In fact, I'll yeah. do this real quick. Uh, bear with me. so much shitload. Yeah. All right. So we have uh, a, a chemically humic acid, contains, oracronylose, higher. blah, blah, blah. The possibility of effectively making use of the high CEC. Uh, we can examine the recommendations of two pounds per cubic yard, blah, blah, blah. Um, you no know, research. Senior research studies. Uh, it felt like it was somewhere on here i can't i can't see real well my eyes aren't that great so um
2: oh, Two pounds okay so per this cubic,
0: is, yeah that turns per, out to be rather variety. expensive 13 percent increase in cec of the root zone when you substitute for the peat moss you wind up with a root zone mix of a cec of about 0.55 consider the fact that potassium leaches readily from sand peat mixes with five times more cec and in the sand, humate combination that doesn't seem like a wise uh, substitute. Um, so, yeah. In, anyway, um, I I can't see it real well just because my eyes. But that will give you your answer right there. That uh, effectively, um, it's not it's not very effective even at uh, at two pounds per cubic yard. Th- think about that rate: two pounds per cubic yard. That that's a lot. Uh, so we'll. Uh, how much is a cubic yard of uh, sand weigh?
1: Cubic yard of sand is uh, about cubic one ca- three, yard. Three, uh, 1.4. 1.3
0: pounds. Tons. It's, it's yeah. like uh, 1.25 no, cub- to 1.3 yard. tons. Cubic yards, one ton. Yeah, Yeah, 1.3. Yeah, oh. ton. One to one and a half. Hey, no, that's more.
1: That's dry. More, yeah. Dry it's a little bit more. R-
3: extremely dry, dry would it. be a ton, but then at normal moisture levels, about 1.2 to 1.5 would you say about there uh,
1: you know yeah i mean really the range is somewhere between my prom date and matt's prom date the weather it is the uh, yeah <laughs> so you know divide
0: divide that by or you know two two million uh divided by that weight right and um uh that will effectively tell you you know how many cubic yards are in a uh a, a furrow slice and then, you know, if you're adding two pounds for that, you know, that'll tell you exactly how much you're adding. And, uh, and you know, you're just, you're not getting that much movement on your CECs from adding a high CEC material. You know. Then you take into account, maybe you even use peat. It's something that you're incorporating at 20%, which would be monumental at 2 million pounds. You know, you're talking about what? What is that, uh, 40,000 pounds? That Would that be, mm-hmm. I think that's 40,000 pounds that you would be adding of peat. Incorporating into your soil, and you're only going to raise the soil CEC by 13%. So, if you're at a CEC of, you know, we'll say six and, you know, raise that 13%, any shit, my friends, any that yeah, shit. Nothing. That's,
3: that's nothing. That's nothing. We're incorporating I
0: mean, 40,000 pounds of peat, another high CEC material. Good luck. That's all I'm saying. Um, So, like Ryan was saying, you know, putting stock in trying to chase CEC is not a wise thing to do for lawn care guys, right? You know, and and you you're structuring, you know, you're debating, you know, do I have a five app program or do I have a seven app program? Say your soil CECs are coming in at, you know, a a, a seven, right? Pretty consistently between seven and ten across the board. You would be in a position to run frequent. Applications, a higher frequency of application, a higher number of applications per growing season, to try to offset the fact that you are at a, uh, in a in a low CEC situation, right? To bring down your rates, increase frequency uh, to to try to use that in your uh, uh, to your to your advantage there, right? So anyway, it adjusts your methodology. It doesn't necessarily adjust, you know, what you're applying in. Um, uh, it, it, you know, like, uh, do you do you need to get out there and undergo the type of amendment where you've got to, you know, till in forty thousand pounds of peat moss on an acre of uh, soil? It's just not it's not feasible. The Matt, next one I here, what? Oh, go ahead. Yeah,
3: I do know a way to make it so that somebody will never need to fertilize again for the next ten to twenty years. Honestly,
0: till in. I know a way. Forty thousand pounds of compost?
2: Not forty. Try more like a uh, hundred No, let's put it this way. Till in the equivalent of ninety pounds
3: of N as compost per thousand square foot at time of establishment.
0: So if you did forty thousand pounds, and we'll say you're using four percent, right? Uh, times mm-hmm. 0.04. So that would be mm-hmm. 1,600 pounds. i about 43.5. That would be that would be 36 pounds of nitrogen per acre, right? If you if you put 40,000 pounds of of uh of, of compost on it as a 444.
4: Yeah. Nick is However, out there
0: so hard right now.
3: No, I've seen I've seen I've literally seen rates, Matt, where it's 90 pounds of N equivalent per thousand square oh, foot, not per acre per thousand square
0: foot oh no I, i'm sorry i messed that up that's that would be 36 uh 36.78 uh, pounds of in per thousand square feet um so you know that's yep. a that's a that's a healthy little chunk yeah 3x that and yeah you're you're gonna go you're gonna go a long time there's also gonna be a lot of loss there. Yep. and that actually kind of takes us into our next question uh facts and do said uh, Fax and you what are your thoughts on natural nutrient cycling in soil instead of synthetic or organic fertilizers Okay. Right. If you do not have, if you do not start with a well-fertilized soil, you're not going to have nutrients to cycle. Does that make sense? Like, you, you, you nope. have to start with something to be able to cycle it, right? So if you're already starting mm-hmm. from a state of, you know, we'll say, depleted in, you're not going to be able to cycle in that effectively because you had not enough there to begin with, right? Same with P. If you didn't have adequate P to begin with, you're not going to cycle P. Same with K, same with S, and with magnesium, and with calcium. What are you going right down the line, right? Now, assuming you're, we'll, we'll say that you're at a, according to the MLSN or SLAN, you're at a sufficient level of K. You're at a sufficient level of P. Chances are, if you're not in, a a soil that has a high leachability, like a low CEC soil, and chances are, yeah, you can cycle, you can recycle a lot of your P and K. Now, you're only going to get away with cycling in for so long, right? And there's there's going to be some organic matter that builds, and and that's that's going to become mineralized and reused. Uh, your clippings are going to go. Undergo a little bit of recycling there, but in reality, it's like, okay, now you apply a pound of N. How much N are you going to get in return as you cut? Not much. Not much at all. Not that much. Not That's why that right. you can put down a pound of N, and six weeks later, you're like, oh shit, it's time to pour it up, put down more nitrogen because you cycled it. You cycled right through it. Okay. Uh, you, cycled you, right. you got your initial, you know, 30 days of utilization where you got a big spike spike of in pooled in the soil. And then it, and then it, it gradually declined. Right. And you got these little bits where, you know, when you cut, you know, you're adding to it and then taking it away. And then maybe you got a little bit of mineralization of organic matter accumulation in the soil too. It's going to add to that, that spike and kind of drag it out. Right. So four weeks turns into eh, five weeks, maybe, maybe, maybe. And, uh, and you feel, feel great because you know you got that extra little bit of you know nutrient cycling out of it that being said yep. p 100% you can cycle p a long time uh, good luck trying to take a soil from 50 parts per million of p to 21 have fun
2: good luck good luck
0: yep i taken something from 100 parts per million of k the 35, a little easier, right? That, that, that can be done with a little less effort. Uh, but still, it's not going to happen immediately. You're not going to do it from April to uh, May in native soil. On sand, you could. You could probably do it in a couple weeks or a week. Uh, but you're not You're not going to get that done in a month on native soil. You're probably not going to get it done in a year on native soil. Probably not in two years on native soil. Now, whether you There's do it from... Synthetic or organic fertilizers. Mm -hmm. The the plant doesn't know the difference. The soil doesn't know the difference. It doesn't know the difference. So it's entirely up to you. Now you got to remember the N, P, and K in an organic fertilizer is originally going to be in a fixed form. And as it undergoes mineralization, you're going to get release. You immediately apply it. There's going to be some. That's that's available, right? Like you're leachable or um, uh, uh, in a soluble water form. soluble, mm-hmm. yeah,
3: water soluble. Uh,
0: yep. But and uh, you know how much of it? Ten eh, percent, maybe. So if it's a four four four, you know, ten percent of those four units are going to be in a in a water soluble state, and then you're under you relying on mineralization from that point forward, right? So of course, nutrient cycling, there you're not. You might be slightly more efficient in nutrient cycling because you're providing such little amounts at a time um but you know is are you are you really accomplishing anything different there not not really it's it's all serving the same function it's all serving the same purpose just two different means to an end that makes sense you're not going to get You're not going to turn a pound of N from organic fertilizer into four pounds of N of synthetic fertilizer via nutrient cycling because you chose an organic source. Does that make sense? That's mysticism. like That's literal magic.
2: Yeah. That's the kind of magic that caused millions of people to die.
3: I knew it was coming. I tried to time it right. I mean. True, though. Because that mysticism of trying to create something out of nothing is literally what killed a lot of people in Russia and
2: China in times past.
1: Hear that, Rasputin?
0: Uh, starvation yes. is a thing, uh, without a, without a doubt. Uh, the next one mm-hmm. here is from Jay Humphrey. He said this is a follow up to the recommendation from Ray about Mazoja. Uh, I have Xteris on hand for my first fungicide nematicide app. Uh, when is it time? also have nematode assay as uh, as report now, and it should be attached. Not sure why they did not report sting and lance numbers, though. But other types were counted with high numbers present for some of the types. My thought was to treat the centipede as well, but not if that's a waste of my Uh The Zorgia looks good right now. Uh, oh. <laughs> Thank you. Mm. Note from Jay Frank there. Uh the Zorgia looks good right now. The centipede not so much as a I have ground pearls in the centipede, probably in the Zorgia too, but I think it's too robust enough to not show signs of damage. Opinions are welcome. Thanks to you all. Uh, I, already, I already I already know Matt's
4: answer. What's, what's um, my for, answer? The the, for the centipede. for the centipede glyphosate mm-hmm. is a lot cheaper than Xteris. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's on it's on Zorgia. So I would say I would say monument. Yeah, no like, you actually, know you know my feelings for my if you deep.
3: actually, deep. Uh, you know what i'd be even I'd be even worse, and I'd say, you know what? there's actually time for some tenacity Syncore applications, followed by some say Thomas thirty one sprigs. Just kidding, let it all up. Just kidding <laughs> just kidding <laughs> but, but seriously, looking at this. I would tell you that because your centipede is still, you know, it's showing signs of stress, and because your zoisha is not showing signs of stress, I would literally treat both. Because here's the thing with nematodes. They can move. They move, and not only that, with nematodes, it's a case of everything is okay until it's not okay, And then you're seeing turf grass decline at the most inopportune and inconvenient times.
2: And if you're not dormant yet, right now is
3: when you put down five ounces of exterus per thousand square foot and you water it in. You do it right now. And then the next time you do it, Is at the same rate, in April or May,
2: you put down another five ounces. And in speaking to your ground pearls, that is not an
3: impossible situation. No, that's not an impossible situation because uh, provided somebody has the means to apply a
2: high volume spray, the following things. Work on brown pearl number one neonicotinoids like what's that xylem arena merit that works, and then for initial contact activity I'm thinking
3: permethrin or bifenthrin or cyfluthrin plus a good surfactant and in fact, you need a good surfactant.
2: Any way to get your neonicotinoid down, so you know, if I were treating your lawn, that lawn would get
3: an ungodly mix of uh cyphluthrin and merit plus exterus. <laughs> that's
0: a bomb, that's a, a that's a lo- yeah, legit. A legit amount of uh of, of nematode pressure here too without a doubt um, yeah
3: that, that that's that's what i noticed because what right, right before we hopped on the show i was looking at this nematode report and you know what i think i think this guy was lucky enough to sample from areas where the nematodes actually were because a lot of times what i hear from people is that their turf grass is in obvious decline, but then when they send it in to get
2: analyzed, they cannot find any nematodes. But then you know what that University
3: of Florida researcher, what that
2: Brian Unru said?
3: The you know when dealing with nematodes, you almost have to pay attention to symptoms. You know, and weigh that out against the numbers. Where if you have the symptoms, then you have the nematodes, because you might just be so out of luck that where you sampled from was a place where the nematodes were were not at that time, and so that's why your green or your fairway or your lawn looks like hell. But then your university can't find any nematodes in the sample. Yeah, your, your so, say
0: comes back as zero. So,
3: yeah. So then, Whoa. so then when when you're in so when you're in doubt. Like
2: in my case, do you know how much sod a bottle of Exterus will buy me?
1: How much? Like uh, a thousand square feet?
2: (laughs) Nah,
3: nah, I'm thinking more like at best maybe about 60 square feet. Okay? 60 square feet. A bottle of Exterus will buy
2: me about 60 square feet of Zoisha sod. But it will save how many square feet? Robot, sixty. Yes,
3: sixty square feet of uh, of, saw, of of Zoisha sod per bottle of exteris, and so I look at how when I'm flying out that exteris at you know its normal use rates, that stuff becomes rather inexpensive, you know, by
2: comparison, because turf grass loss, you know, is costly. <laughs>
0: Uh, show sure is uh, Barry Cavanaugh wants to know how were the drag races? Uh, they were good. Uh, I actually got some great pictures. If you're friends of my wife on Facebook or Instagram, you can see them there. Uh, Jay Pink came and hang out. We had a good time. Uh, a lot of real fast cars. A lot of real loud cars. Uh, it's had an absolute unit of a time, and uh, all was good in the world. Um, and then the next one here, uh, Ryan, you posted this picture uh what is it what are we, what are oh. we looking
1: at here what's oh, going on I mean, I what, what's up with that i do not know oh, let me let me let me pull this up this is from uh oh let's see a uh a, a friend of uh the uh ryan Nor podcast and uh also Spithium. this podcast i turned him on I turned it on to him no oh no um so um so this gentleman, Mick is his name. Mick says, um, you know, he did a slicing project and he thinks, so he basically sprayed out and kind of scalped out as much as he could and then seeded into that. And he is in mm-hmm. uh, the upper Midwest. I'll just say that. I don't want to give away his location if he doesn't want it to, but upper Midwest. And uh, he says he thinks he left too much uh, thatch and dead material, even though he also dethatched too and didn't make a good enough seed bed. Probably got about sixty percent grow back, so I'm going to try and fill in yet this weekend. So he's saying in this picture, he's three weeks post seeding, second mow. Some of the grass has come in nice, some not at all. Some looks like it could use a kick in the ass as it hasn't really done much. Are you or would you overseed? Would you wait till spring? And again, he's in the Upper Midwest, Wisconsin. So he is. What's this bluegrass uh, type? Is this? Grass cr- grass type of this? Uh, I think this is tall fescue. Let me. I, he. I think he mentioned this. And gosh darn it, if what? I don't.
4: Do you know a seeding rate?
1: Seeding rate? I don't have a seeding rate. Let me see. Let's see. He
4: decided to go like twenty per thousand on fescue. Then I would say he's, he's crowding the shit out of it.
2: If if no, this I don't is, he
0: uh, here, here's the other thing too is that if uh, you know, three weeks, upper Midwest with with a, a bed it's of the lows in the forties of material down, I. In, you know, this picture is clearly taken through an upstairs window, right? What I would like to see is closer down to the, into the canopy, right? Not even at the canopy, in the canopy. If I had to mm-hmm. guess, we would be, well, I said we, uh, the homeowner in this particular instance, would be blown away at how much germination has taken place, and it's just not through to be able to see it yep. yet. I agree Especially with that. Especially split seating. Mm-hmm. And you can see... Some of these areas right here, like, I see obvious growth. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about it, right? Like, you've got great passes right here. Again, was this area more of the debris removed than this area? Possibly. Does that mean this area isn't going to take? Not at all. It just means it's going to take a longer period of time before you see it. Right? It's easy to see grass germinating in bare ground or in holes that you poked, right? Like, if you just took regular fescue yard and broadcast seed on top of it you're going to get a lot of germination whether you poked holes in it or not and it's going to be hard to see unless you're down with a trained eye looking for a baby ass you know uh, uh baby hairs on that on the on the ass you know type of of grass blades that are that are germinated so in my
1: opinion i wouldn't be doing anything with it right now i agree I, I think you it. let it that was my initial thought too is let it ride. You know, you're you've got plenty of in
4: density head. in the darkest areas, obviously. So it, it's not, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't think of outside of it just being too early. I can't think of anything else that would be like, oh, hey, this is disease, or hey,
1: this is, or, hey, this is that was my first thought. No, but I was wrong. No, I, I yeah. agree with yeah, Matt, I, but I think there's some areas that are struggling a lot. Go ahead, Ray.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think this is just a case of, uh, Patience, just uh, let it come in. And uh only thing I would offer is, you know, once you see this level of germination or greater, maybe just a trace of nitrogen, just a little bit to kind of like boost it along.
2: But other than that, I don't uh, think this is uh, catastrophic. Uh.
0: Hmm. What? You on one second here. I'm just trying to get a better look at that. That.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, <laughs> uh, American um, bitches. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. We. Uh, oh, it was only, it's only the only one that's paying me to be his friend is Alan. No. So. <laughs> Robot Mike. <laughs> no. no. So no, I think for, for Mick, I would say let it ride. I think that uh, you have, you have, uh, <laughs> y- you've done well to this point. Don't <laughs> overdo it, and you're only three weeks. Actually, three weeks me. is so, yeah is not. A... <laughs> Shut up. <You're> on the <laughs> payroll, all right? Anyway, I would let it ride. Patience is a virtue. And what do we always say, gentlemen? The only thing that happens quickly in agriculture is crop failure. Uh, I crop can, failure.
2: I can and the only say thing that
1: yeah, the only
3: thing that happens fast in grass are terrible things too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I have done projects with like uh, you know pretty pretty thick stands of of crabgrass, right? And you know it's it's one of those things that you get out, you hit it. do do like a pilex app or something and uh, you know i'll tell you right now i am not going to take the time to get out there and meticulously scalp it to the ground and rake it all out and do all that like no man i'm trying to trying to get get the seed down do what i know is going to work and then move on you know and and continue to make money for the rest of the day and yes and that level of density of organic matter that that's there it is a little slower to catch on and catch fire. But when it does, it does, and then you've got nothing to worry about. It's just, you, know, you, you did the right steps. Trust yourself. Uh, what, is, what is this? No, no airbags. We die like real <laughs> <laughs> men. <laughs> Evie said okay. Matt is so pretentious. He has a fancy mic and a uh, headphone. And uh, I did. I commandeered uh, Pinks today. And uh, I am, I actually, I'm downgraded on headphones. Are these less pretentious than my other ones? Or are these more? Because they have more color. They have a built-in mic, so I can dual mic it what, if I need I to. I think the I, I, what's,
4: I would, what's I pretentious? Say, I, is this my Mexican is showing?
1: Uh, just that is? you're trying to be something that you're not. That you're you're you're, you're fronting. No, like, I believe closing? is what the the street oh, term. Front. You,
5: oh, is. you are I get
2: fucking you. pussy. Yeah. yeah. Know, yes. Uh, you so know.
1: The, I think the most pretentious <laughs> thing would be if you had a custom earpiece that was. You know, made for your ear ear canal. You know, one of those things with like uh, a little curly tube going up, like the end. one J. Pink's wearing right now. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Brother that some of those that had I'm his ears totally molded. Yeah, his his
1: AirPods, his AirPods. Yeah, leave the man alone. I I think J. Pink only owns like one T-shirt. I mean, what would what would they think about that? Yeah, and it's the one I sent him. It's tailored though. <laughs> it's tailored. <laughs> it is. It's it's uh, cut for his jib. Mazama Blue
0: says I have a mono stand of Kentucky bluegrass Mazama doing okay in shady areas recommendation on other grass to fill in the trouble spots any tall fescue that would blend well
3: no no
0: not that I know of but again I don't Eat it let it fill in yeah that that would be uh, my guess would be just let it grow it's Mazama and doing good in the shady areas that's
1: what I'd want to know I I think you know, turf-type tall fescue might be a good bet just because it's going to match up best texture-wise and also be uh, the perennial I just don't know that... Uh, one, I think it's more prone to getting a little bit bunchy if you don't plant it in the right. If you're overseeding into it, it's really hard, I think, to get it to balance out, you know, in terms of the overall look of the lawn. So if you have a mono stand especially, right, like matching up that color, you got to nail it. Otherwise, it's going to be like, yeah. oh, there's the ryegrass. There's the ryegrass. There's the ryegrass. Mm-hmm. I think with, uh, I, I, I'm i really not up on the most shade tolerant or best uh, <laughs> perfect off uh-huh. But But uh, that's what I would look into just from a shade tolerance standpoint. I think you'll be, it could be okay there. Yep. All right. What's Evie got?
0: Tomato is better than I do uh where oh is taking us over here what the f- he says why am i getting dew spots in my front lawn A leaf indicates the edge of circle we'll throw this up over here and uh i will flip the screen so everyone can see it and it it looks it looks like this right so you see these dew spots that are in here why are the dew spots only showing up in certain areas and others
3: Different grass, different grass. Yeah. that
0: That's could be a uh, different grass.
1: I uh, could be there was more
0: OM there.
1: In the uh, <laughs> no, this is different grass for sure, different texture. In the first, like I'm going back in the chat and I'm looking, and from far away, it's definitely got the poetry of look to
4: it. It's a taller, <laughs> lighter green on the bottom,
1: bent. Totally yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. No, I don't think it's bent. I'd, I'd do yourself a little ID here. Let's look at, you know, EV. check out the bud shoot. check out the Legule uh ID key on uh, rough bluegrass, tripos trivialis. You're gonna see some some hairs in that collar right around the Legule. So take a look for that. See what you got. But yeah, bent grass, easy to get giveaway is rolled the bud shoot, not folded. So just to make sure. But I don't that look like bent to me. That looks yeah, like, bent oh, try uh, let's
4: spray tenacity and find out.
1: <laughs> you could do that Ooh. it's really not a bad way to do it you know what I'm, you want to you want to roll the dice on that you know, though i don't know
3: <laughs> yeah well you know poetry triv, poetry triv lights up when people mad. use tenacity and then at that point when you know when the uh when the triv is lit up you can know where it is and of course evie when you know where it is you know exactly what to do with it at that point, don't you? Well, J-Pink
1: J makes a great point in the chat. He's asked if, if Evie has gone to whatever it is, Lawn Care Masters Academy or uh, to Ginja's channel to do the five-point inspection, yeah. And then, listen, after, point, you conf- yeah. after you confirm that it's actually Potrev, and you get really mad, you can go to serialdomesticabuser.com and you can learn how to beat your kids to take out that aggressive energy. <laughs> oh Other other side, yeah, oh, yeah, that, that one. Other side, yeah, Rear that elbow. side, Matt. Just as get... I was gonna say, do you? Yeah, you is, know, that is that why you do those lat <laughs> pulls oh, and those delts? Uh,
0: yep. Uh, yes. The whole whole that's point right. of doing lap pools is to make sure you knock their ass out. They don't ask you any more questions that they already know the answer to. <laughs> you know uh, what? I think I, that's <laughs> the yeah.
1: You know, the big fail. Is just that throw got throw
0: up, some walked away on videos Some things at the wall. Is there anything that you can apply to lessen uh, uh, uh do adherence in the mornings yeah. waiting agents met mhm there's there's breaking yes. surface tension would would cause yep, that. yep.
2: Uh, oh let's right see here there's
0: in, uh in the in the on the other uh, uh side of that right like if you increased uh hydro, hydrophobicity at the surface i'm 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 guessing I'm thinking out loud here you know could you uh increase artificially exaggerate the um the uh, accumulation or it appearance of dew you know so say for instance and, and the reason why I ask is that because these are so uh defined circular in nature if you if you did like and i'm I'm thinking of something really salty here right that would that would you know as I harden off the plant, would you, um, I'm actually going to switch back to the screen just to, to do it, show what I'm talking about. It is so circular in nature right here. If you if you had like a calcium nitrate in the tank and, you know, maybe it was residual and you were making a herbicide application or something, you spray it, you, know, you, get, you get a bit more uh, uh, of, a, of, a, of a hardened off, you know, thicker uh, cuticle in the leaf. Would you see in that particular instance, you know, a higher accumulation of of dew or an exaggerated accumulation of dew. um, Silica? Totally throwing shit at the wall. Silica, even.
3: Silica? And what about uh, something like an oil that would literally make the leaves repellent to dew, period? Totally repellent. Like, I'm thinking... Did like you a do apply an
0: herbicide pill? with a with a methylated seed oil or, or something? Mm-hmm. I okay. Think,
5: yeah.
3: Uh that, that, That's just like other possibilities there because uh, I've seen methylated seed oil do strange things to how the grass re later
2: on, for example. I've seen it happen.
0: By, by the way, uh, I love Mitchell products
1: to make. Good mm-hmm. good place. Good place to start. But, uh do cure is one option. Uh I know that uh it, it, it's functionality in that space is pretty good. If I was going to uh do something on say a uh a fall this time of year basis, and I was looking to prevent do so uh Vivax from Precision Labs, and there's a there's a couple of uh private label products that they make. In that space too, they're basically a copycat of that. Vivax is really good as a dew suppressant for probably like five, maybe six days under ideal conditions. If it doesn't get rained off, irrigated off. Oh, there he is. Hey. Um you are a like fucking
2: use, pussy.
1: Yes. Um Vivax is nice. Uh way one of the ways we use it here, uh, in the northern part of the transition zone is on Bermuda grass. Gotcha. Well, you get a dual effect, right? So I can I can prevent ninety plus percent of my frost when I have frost conditions that are going to be present, and also I'm getting wetting agent into the soil at an opportune time and building that up over time, so that when you go into winter, the likelihood of uh, desiccation. There's a lot of work that went on at uh, University of Arkansas. I think Doug Carter, Mike Richardson, those guys did a lot of work on this piece about um, you know using wetting agents as a tool to prevent winter kill on uh vegetated Bermuda grass. So there's a dual benefit there. So take it for what it's worth.
0: Yeah, I you know, Evie's saying, you know, it's it's not about to do just curious on why it's happening. It, again, you know different grass, different total texture. Yep. That's that's one thing. You know, did did you spot spray with something that had, you know, uh methylated seed oil in the tank? I don't know. Did you take an herbicide that may have uh, some sort of oil based uh uh in can additive and emulsifier, you know, that, that, you know, may, may be causing that repellency and an exaggerated accumulation in that spot. I don't know. My, uh, my guess is though that uh, like uh, Demay said, you know, it's a, it's, um, let's see here. We have uh, Jay farm said 19 days in renovation Am transitioning into deep and infrequent watering. Now we are slated for a week of 95 temps. How should I adjust irrigation? I'm in syringe daily and every other day watering temps. I mean, you're 19 days in a reno. Like, how, how, Mm -hmm. what, what percent coverage do you have? Okay. If you're... 19
4: days since germination or since you threw seed down?
0: Did you throw seed down? I mean, if you've got already, you know, we'll say like all germination has taken place and it's obvious that you have 100% coverage at this point because it is a renovation. Then, uh, you know, once a day... Once a day is fine. Yeah, I didn't think you'd be sufficient there. You could probably get away with every other day. Don't tell anybody. Um, uh, you, you' getting a little a little risky at that point, right? Um, but still, once a day, yeah. like mostly germinate. Oh, so, yeah, I mean, one once a day, you're, you're still going to be okay. Uh, you know, just yeah, you know, make you're sure, you're getting you're getting a good amount of water down, right? Like if you if you yeah. flip it on for five minutes and then you know an hour lady, later you come back and your grass is wilting and Obviously, you
3: didn't. That's really not. Get out that's water. not enough.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'll say this, because, too. It's Nineteen uh, days into a renovation, and you've been, you know, watering. I'd say you've got a fair, a fair, you know, table there you know, that you have to pull from, right? So, um,
2: mm-hmm. the,
0: the volumetric capacity of your soil is uh, is pretty, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty charged up right now. So you've got a little bit of leeway to be able to get away with something like once a day watering. So I wouldn't, wouldn't worry about that at all
3: yeah once a day watering and here's how i would figure a once a day watering i'd water enough such that when it's time to do the next watering the next day the sur- soil surface is dry but then deep down there's still sufficient moisture and so it becomes this calculus of you decrease how often you water, but then you increase how long you're watering so that that happens because, like, I know when, I, when I'm talking to people about watering a new seeding, I'm telling them, hey, five to ten minutes every couple of hours until that seed germinates, and then once it's popped and germinated, then you start scaling back down to one time a day, but then 10 or so minutes of watering for that once a day. And then your judge or your gauge is, is the grass excessively dried out or water stressed when it's time for the next watering? Because if it is, you haven't had the irrigation long, on long enough previously. And everybody's irrigation system varies,
2: so you have to be the best judge of that, you know, in the end. <laughs>
4: it's really easy amazing. to ask, like, how much, like, yes, I know I'm supposed to water four or five times a day during germination, but, like, sometimes I'll say, how long? Is, like, five minutes good? Is ten minutes good? And you can't really say. I mean, it it, 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 it almost... It, it almost like i would say it almost doesn't matter as long as you keep the seed wet but it's not like you're targeting a certain depth in your soil that's that's different than watering just
0: to that's way so, different for sure uh, mm-hmm. yeah you know sure, and like yeah. one of the things that you see people get in trouble with is uh on, when they when they water and they flip it on and say it runs you know like four minutes a zone right and uh on one part of the zone where it's a corner head and it's only moving uh you know, uh, 40, uh, 90 degrees, we'll say it's going to get four passes, you know, four passes of water, right. Versus one, a one head is only going to get two passes of water. Right. So, you know, obviously different volumes of water that are going to go down across that. And, uh, and, and, and that could be a thing, you know, timing it where, you know, say three is what you need to hit. Right. And that, then, you know, that would be, you know, you know, three passes, is going to be sufficient to keep everything wet. Then that's how you have to structure your, irrigation time for again it's going to vary based on what your gallons per hour output is and all that and it is purely a case-by-case scenario right but irrigation systems in my area are going to be different than Ray's area are going to be different than Aldo's are going to be different from uh, Demace like wildly different the the standard of way people install them the the weird (laughs) kind of things that each installer does like it's funny (laughs) you can tell the things that are like a, a Knoxville-specific thing that people kind of continually do, and I've only seen it here. Same when I was in Augusta, same in Huntsville, same when I was in Memphis, same when I was in Mississippi. These weird, quirky little things that are kind of like nuanced to that area, you know, like 360 heads, for example. In Knoxville, you come across 360 heads in the most weird places imaginable all the time. And uh, in, in Memphis, you'd never see a 360 head. Here, it's literally every irrigation system you have full of 360 heads, and it's just like, wow, that's amazing. Uh, anyway, in residential lawn care, too, it's just strange. It doesn't make sense. Uh, Grass Thief said, love you guys. To Tahoma 31, still kicking ass. No sun in two weeks, cold and to Tahoma 31 says, is that on you? Not. Uh, he also asked, what's a reputable soil test? Uh, actually, Aldo told him, most labs default to Malik 3. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, I mean, as long as you're picking a, up, a Malik 3, unless y'all whoop your ass holy shit is right so yeah you know there there it is uh it is a uh just any more that does a male three I right i'll go i'll go ahead and get this out of the way here bear with me guys just real quick uh lushy since you're here and you did that uh save save that money because uh, i was talking to people before the show um we just got contracted to run fertilizer and uh and uh, w- uh, the great thing is, is that, you know, at minimums, we will, we will be able to produce or commercial, right? Um, if, if anything that's going to be available on the homeowner market, uh, you know, what, what we have is like four stock uh, for the person we're contracted to do the work for. Um, uh, you know, obviously, we'll, we'll, we'll put that in, uh, in Nor's hand and let him figure that out as, as need be. But because we are contracted to do this, we're going to do base granule you know some of it is going to be like the nymex stuff some of it is going to be uh closer to what uh what we were doing at, at carbon earth more of a one-to-one there uh including part of some of what we're going to be doing it at truckload minimum so is going to be is going to be centered around uh a poultry manure too mm. uh, luckily that piece of it i won't have to touch but uh some of the some of the others that, that are going together so lushy with lush x uh that is very much a thing that is going to be happening over the next uh, three months. So uh, put that, put that back into your pocket because I've got, I've got three months to make absolutely as much uh, uh, as humanly possible. <laughs> in fact, it, he just got timed out by J pink to, to do it. Um, and anyway, as that as that kind of develops? I'll, I'll talk more about it, but you know, so starting somewhere in, in uh, in October it's funny. I was I was actually texting with the May today about some of the weirdness that's going on. And then uh, tonight, all, all of a sudden, I got a, a strange text in a uh, in a signed contract. Oh so, yeah. Uh, anyway, for certain, uh, we will uh, we are doing a big <laughs> big chunk of fertilizer here. Um, I keep I keep getting getting phone calls from dude. If he calls back, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and answer. They it. It did they did leave a voicemail. Do you wanna do you wanna hear this while we're we're yep. on air? Yeah. Congratulations, yeah. you put a cruise to the, the Caribbean. Being transgender, Asami
2: has rotten
1: teeth. Can this be fixed with more potassium? Yeah. yeah. Jesus so he's, Christ. Uh, we'll
0: hear, let's hear it one more time. Will
2: Matt be okay with his kids yes. being transgender?
0: Wait, wait, wait. I, did, I, I, missed, I missed this part. Oh. Will Matt be okay with his kids being
5: transgender? Asami uh-huh. has rotten teeth. Uh-huh. Can... Uh, okay. Will
4: Matt be okay like with how, the kids being transgender? Assami has rotten teeth. Can this be fixed with more potassium? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey Matt, I, I I love how I love how her name was pronounced
0: Assami. That was great. Yeah, I love it. I know. If you know, you know. On brand. On brand. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Asian in the streets, <laughs> Latin in the sheets. If you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> All right.
0: We have a soil test review here uh
1: oh yeah this is all right. this let's is see good. let's
0: see what we're going here let me let me flip this over so we can see what's going on
1: all right
4: so gonna this zoom is in a, just to uh, fetch. yeah is this go. uh different pieces of land or uh this yearly? is all
1: one field this is uh this is whatever eight samples eight nine samples out of the same Damn. field that is uh this is a sod production field that's getting ready to get turned you over got that phosphorus over there. uh well, holy uh, shit. shit. I think some of that is compost on that bottom. Like let's ignore the phosphorus numbers there and let's look at those top 6. And let's look at those pHs that are hovering right around 6. You know, 5.8 to 6.2. Mm-hmm. 6.5 is an outlier there. Uh and the interesting thing here is if you look, the CEC on these soils is pretty low. But the composition mm-hmm. of these soils is not sandy. These are like a like a clay loam soil with that kind of and, and uh-huh. no om in this test
0: what is the na- name of that clay that is low cec there is one and i cannot remember the classification of it let me look uh do you remember off the top of your head what that is ray
3: i think it's something called
2: montmorillonite if i if i remember right is that is that is that it Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna a low CEC clay. Yeah, yeah, it is a thing.
3: Yeah, it's a low CEC clay. In other words, it has
2: minimal ability to retain nutrients. Actually,
5: I
0: think I have a lot of that here in Hawaii.
2: (laughs) I think I do have it. (laughs) I
0: mean, see, kaolin is going to be at ten minutes which is uh which is pretty low uh then you have illite yeah, hey. and smectite which is going to be you know up around 25 which is going to be more indicative of like the clays we want to see right uh, so cal mm-hmm. uh is is actually fairly fairly low too um
2: let's see another one uh
0: you said montmorillonite, right
2: mm-hmm. where does that
3: where does that fall because uh
0: no, Knight is on the opposite end. that was really high eighty to hundred max eighty to
3: hundred okay okay
2: that
0: so i that it may sense. it may have been the Kalanite that I was thinking of uh, you know yeah, subite love for uh-huh,
2: play. because
3: because you know what I'm guessing what if this guy's soil is like Kalanite
2: and gravel so then therefore he actually has like
3: material that basically has a little bit of clay and the rest of it is like silt and gravel. So there's actually not much in there to hold on to
2: anything in actual practice. Because you know, when somebody says Kaelin, what I'm thinking of is like, uh, you know the you know pottery clay, mat,
3: Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know that fine,
2: pasty, like, I want to say grayish clay, for example? Uh-huh. Oh, pasty, That's more like... Tasty. No, that's more like kildenite, and as
3: such, uh, it also comes down to the fact that that kind of clay is excellent for
2: making pottery, but it's shit for growing crops. That would be killed in it. Uh,
0: we got another one here. I think it's got a little bit. Uh... Oh, bye Mike. Uh, is... Be returning. Cool. Uh, look, looks like, looks like they have a pretty good, good deal here on, uh, let me, let me throw this up on this one.
2: Oh. Mm-hmm. I mean, sir, How you doing, buddy? <laughs> what? I'm shit. Oh. You are a fucking pussy. Did he call you back? No. I don't know where anything went. And I don't. I don't know. I don't know what it is going at my computer.
0: Oh, it's a PowerPoint, and I'm trying to open it in okay. Adobe Acrobat.
2: Who uses that's why?
0: <laughs> I'm not going to look at a PowerPoint. On the, on the, uh-huh. We'll say we'll say that for another day. Uh, what did you come across today? Anything?
1: The, all right, let me ask you. Is, nothing is this. Nothing is this native or did or the, was no, this no, engineer? Native. okay no this is native uh and this is in in ohio this is in ohio yeah hmm. you interesting done, in soil like i said so. yeah uh
0: have, have you done a um uh, what is it what is the word i'm looking for a uh uh, a soil survey, like a USDA soil sur- survey, uh, the, the maps good they have question. online to yeah, around, so we can go to the... compositions.
1: I could do that. That's a good question. A web soil survey. Oh, of course, it's down right now. Why? Because they're trying to get an early start on the government shutdown over there at the USDA.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I don't know. Like, so oh, so interestingly, go I'm uh, going to say about my names. names. Wow, this is amazing! You need to get a more, way more pretentious mic, J. Pink.
4: Well, being our it, fun, to fun to get really your new damn microphone there.
0: Uh, do you, Do you know where Newark, Ohio, is? Uh, in I do, yes, about an hour, Columbus.
1: about about an hour east of Columbus. Yep.
0: Yeah, Wheeling. Uh, all of those areas are rich in Kalanai. Um,
1: and this would uh, be Washington County, roughly, roughly, roughly in between the two which they're not okay. really close together but, but in that general vicinity yeah, yeah so mines for calanite
0: are in uh, uh belmont county uh, fairpoint okay. uh washington township uh uh-huh. everett sound rock quarry in in looking county ohio uh those are those are all calanite mines okay there you go yeah the okay. uh yes. the last couple are, 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 are real close just call back i'm, I'm gonna hold to the microphone we'll see what, Oh he can't didn't talk a little bit sorry i know (laughs) amazing you are a fucking pussy yeah eat your feedback funny how that works my so my point in saying that is that um bringing that up about the mines is that it makes me wonder could this be in an area with a with a fairly rich deposit of it um another thing i want to ask too is um was this graded down pretty aggressively? when it when it was originally placed
1: no i mean this is literally um it was a crop product no it was a crop production field for yeah. years uh and it's in mm. a little bit different terrain than what you would think it's it's very hilly in this area yeah. it's like southeastern ohio so um you know it's kind of like you know not like a valley per se there's there's definitely uh, there's a uh, a creek that runs through the middle of it and all that kind of stuff. So it's, uh, it's definitely unique. It's not just like, you know, you think Ohio, you think open cornfields, soybean fields. It's not like that. Um, so yeah, I think topography, it could be, you know, um, you know, the glacial outflow in some of these areas was pretty significant. Right. So like the glacier in the last ice age, 11,000 years ago, didn't make it that far South. That's why there's still hills and the, you know, the Appalachian mountains exist and all that kind of shit. Um, so i don't know I, uh, it's interesting that when i saw that soil and i saw that low ph low cec but i knew what the soil texture was And yeah, like, something something's not jiving here yeah. so yeah yeah i don't know, I,
0: I don't know uh with with kaolinite what uh, uh ph is typically are I, in fact i want to say DeMay, that is that is a large percentage of the clay we have here is kaolinite. if i recall correctly mm-hmm. i could be totally full of shit on that um other areas in Ohio, uh, southern Ohio, would be Clarion, uh, I'm sorry, Jackson County, Ohio, uh, Lawrence County, Ohio, um, mm-hmm. Scioto County, Ohio, Adams County,
1: Ohio. Down there in southern Ohio, there there's a bunch of kalanite mines as well. Well, and so again, what that tells me is those are all areas that were not glaciated, right? Huh. And didn't have major outflows, right? So a lot of that is. Truly native soil and parent material, of what was there, and so uh, yeah, that's uh, could be what we're dealing with. So this maybe we'll do a, a clay analysis on this, and we'll try to get the clay particles classified.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my God, how would yeah. cool that be? Yes, I'll uh, do it.
1: soil. Man, I a, wish a I soil a texture that used analysis. To do that. more yeah. than more than a texture analysis, right. is just like we would get. You know, a soil texture analysis would tell us like sand, silt, clay, mineral composition, and one of the most well yeah so one of the most obvious things that we do is like a particle size analysis of said sand to understand what size it is what shape it is is it rounded sub-rounded its angularity right is it uh a very angular sand that packs really well um or is it you know a, a little bit easier that it just kind of sitting on top of one another so uh the same thing is we can classify clay particles too um and we can get that tested to understand what the parent material of that clay is so uh there's a bunch of different, you know, reasons why and actually I think I know somebody Hey, talking to me Ma- deals with. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Uh callanite,
0: kalen clay is uh, typically acidic. Pure callin mm. is going to come in uh around a 4.5. Uh, ju- mm. judging on your uh your your calcium and magnesium levels here. You, in terms of of you know, your I'm talking about this purely from a pH perspective, but your, your, your composition of that much magnesium along with what I would consider, you know, a fairly normal amount of calcium, mm-hmm. right? Right, yeah. I could see where you're moving a, a 4, or 5, right, as a base, uh, you know, high percentage of composition of a clay up, you know, to a, a 6, right? Because I would expect that that much. I think you would be high pH, right? But I think with any other play composition that is not that ac- acidic, I would think we'd be seeing like 7.2, 7.4, 7.5. Is
1: that more typical for for your area? Very much so, yeah. I mean, uh, it, mostly, it, most soils here are going to be north of 7, even getting up into Ray, cover your ears. We grow a lot of grass in 7.5 plus. It does fine. So um, that's my thing too. I I wonder now if, with that... Uh, at clay, if we're in a situation where almost like the inverse of say like the clay soils and DFW, right? Could you even put enough lime on here to move this number? You know,
4: you can find out. <laughs> well, and
1: that—that's what I wonder. When you look at that buffer pH, I wonder if that's true to like parent material. I, I don't know. That's that's interesting. I, I'm going to go down the wormhole of getting the clay classified first. Because I need to know.
0: Yeah, that is that is. I'm curious to see how that comes. The, I mean, let's be honest. That is cool as shit. <laughs> yeah,
4: are are, is, are me, you saying how much is, of it can actually move and stay stable because of the low CEC?
1: Just like just the inverse of your situation, Aldo, where you have to put a metric ton of citric acid and sulfur to even become in a position to move the number i wonder if it's the inverse here with lime right because of the parent material and it's nature in the soil right in the in the root zone essentially is there enough lime that could be put down and well i guess we'll find out let's get the clay classified first and see soil texture analysis yep. where we stand sand soil, clay i think the most recent one he did send me one let me do this real quick bear with me we spent a lot of time on this but it's an interesting one it's definitely an interesting one um, let me get out and find it here. Let me just pull this up under my text, and this is Big Dick McGee. No I'm kidding, that's not true. Uh, let's see. Two soil. So let's see. Is this the? So this is from several years ago. It classifies as a clay loam. It is 22 percent sand, 48 percent silt. Wow. jeez. Wow. And 30 percent clay. I
0: mean that's a that's a chunk of damn clay. It's a chunk 30 percent. Pretty high.: I would not expect to see a CEC of 52 at a 30 percent composition. I'll tell you that. Not unless not <laughs> unless, unless it's a low CEC clay. So I uh, guess in that man, case. That is interesting it, as
1: hell. Well, and the other thing, too, that, you know, I have noticed this out there before, and we've had conversations with this grower before about how um, nitrogen applications, and, and we knew that it, it was low pH, so particularly, like, he uses a lot of urea for sod production. And, you know, I mean, you have a pretty good sense of, like, hey, if I apply urea at X rate, you know, quarter pound, half pound, whatever, on Kentucky bluegrass, for example, I should get X response. And I'm telling you, this is like when you push the accelerator to the floor and you're like, Okay, come on. Let's go. And misfires. <laughs> yeah, like it's it'll go, but you're just kind of like, eh, this is not happening the way it should. And it's always yeah. like that. So I don't know. There's there's something to unpack here, and I don't know what all the pieces are. So Oh man, that is, is, is cool CS- as hell. CSI grass factor here. Look out. You that know yeah, cool. this, this is like hell.
3: This is Ryan interesting was, to me too, because you know, uh, fucking you the, know what I'd, you know what'd be well,
2: ahead, you know what it would be look
3: right. looking at, Ryan I'd be why looking are there
2: at, no blacks on your channel Matt
1: why are there no blacks on your channel, Matt? Why are there no blacks on your channel Matt no, we no. just chose, we just chose channel we just chose the yeah we just chose He's the a, token
3: Mexican tonight, yeah. I guess. yeah, we just chose the Mexican, and I guess he didn't I, see the show where. Too, telly and tk
4: appeared did he no. not like mean, i think I, he, this, well i think this is, this, this guy this is so as...
0: overtly racist that he he actually put the n-word in the in the chat uh because again the guy the guy is a uh a soulless uh psychopath right and mm-hmm. uh and so where's gilly he, when you need him he he knew i was gonna answer <laughs> the phone in that regard right
1: and uh, well, I think mm-hmm. I mean, I think the reason that we have Auto here tonight is obviously it's the 28th and he has to, you know, show that he's applied for a job, you know, for for Sunday. <laughs> so, wake up, wake up, just, wake up. <laughs> Rest of the month, baby. That guy's in the mm-hmm. hospital right now. One of them. One of Bone mm-hmm. Thugs is in the hospital.
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, uh,
1: yeah. Let me look it up. I can't name. remember which one. I, oh, feel like
4: it was an, I feel like it was a different rapper. Oh, I'm thinking uh, of I'm thinking of the dude from Eight Mile. Uh, he passed recently. Yeah.
0: Uh, while you look oh. that up, we'll go to the next one here. Uh, New Hampshire irrigator Easy says, mode. Will I, oh man, bad. Uh, will I run into any issues putting down a pound per thousand of MOP, uh, Kentucky bluegrass this time of year? Uh, Aldo told them, you know, I always apply PRK with uh, N. Also, one pound of MOP is salt overload. He's saying, you know, don't load the soil right there. I agree. And I, I, I wonder, are you, uh, oh yeah, he said one pound of, I assume he's saying one pound of actual potassium from MOP jesus you you can do it right is it the bet and you can get away with it in cool weather should you do it no and uh and where you could really get into trouble is if you did that in like june or july uh when it's warm Salt outside sea. yeah and you can really really burn the hell out of the grass like that uh, i can think of one I can, wh- I can
3: think of one more reason not to be throwing down MOP at this time of the year. Mm -hmm. I can think of one more reason not to.
0: Uh, In New Hampshire, I'd be afraid of a snow mold. Yeah.
3: Snow mold. Yeah. 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 Because.
0: uh, Go ahead. (laughs) Because true or false.
3: uh, Loading K as a quote unquote winterizer. Hasn't that been found to, instead of doing good for the grass, you know, in some occasions then
2: precipitate or worsen snow mold.
1: Scientifically, uh, only on bent grass has it been observed, but I anecdotally I've I've seen it on high cut in certain situations, particularly bluegrass. Really? A more more, mm-hmm. more so tall fescue. So uh I, yeah, again, so, I, I would I wouldn't get too yeah. worried about it. Like one pound, that's not enough. I mean the the rates that they were seeing that take place were yeah, like extremely high. Yeah. I mean they were they were like two to one, K to N, you know, something like that in the fall. Um so yeah, I I I wouldn't get too worried about it. You know, my my strong advice would be uh one, you know, one pound's fine. I'd break it up into two applications if you can. My second piece of advice would be uh get rid of it as quickly and as safely as you can and uh get yourself some SOP. Be a lot happier. <laughs>
4: In my uh, understanding, the, KBG is like uh, one of the lesser salt-tolerant, cool-season grasses. That I don't know. That right? Mm-hmm. Compared to like you know your fens, your, your fescues, your, your lowly species.
1: That time in, in New Hampshire, I wouldn't be so worried about it. But uh, I would also look oh. at. Yeah, uh, they're, they're pretty cool t- right now, huh? That's right. right. Again, the the whole thing goes back to, and I think uh, Doctor Shaddock's on his channel, turf epistemology. I highly recommend you check it out. He had the first evening stream here this night preceding Shout the out. show. So, yeah. I feel, like, I feel like it's like Cheers leading into Seinfeld. Matt. Anyway. Um, <laughs> both terrible TV shows. That cheers, where's I my beer? Watch. Never. <laughs> no, but... Not, once. Uh, Not ever. I, I, the point there is that, you know, again, what do K applications get you in terms of turf response? Not a whole lot. So perhaps, right, maybe the better thing besides that SOP and, and doing that, which again, going back to you know some of the stuff you might hear on YouTube and things like that, you know, stress response. There's there's certain things that yes you can elicit, but you also might look at potentially like uh, a potassium acetate product, something you can spray, you mm-hmm. know, in in little in small increments over the course of the year, particularly at stressful times. It's a very efficient way to get K into the plant. So take that for what it's worth.
2: Uh, Evie mm-hmm. says.
1: Sorry, go ahead.
3: You know, because I think that at this point the question has to be asked: Why do you need to apply that much K? Why do you need? That was my first question I asked him. Yeah, Why? are you doing? As soon as he asked,
4: my first question is: Why do you need so much K? Yeah, why? Because said so,
1: but Timothy Bluegrass is supporting the big K lobbies.
2: That's why. Because what's uh, been you know revealed recently is the fact that once
3: you are above a certain minimum amount of K, turf grass doesn't need to have K boosted to, I guess, stratospheric numbers. It doesn't need to be all the way up there because when it's all the way up there, you don't see the difference versus where it's at the more minimum that it needs in most cases.
0: Uh, Although, uh, uh, Patrick Squires here, uh, MSU found wide variance in salt tolerance between Kentucky Bluegrass varieties. I don't know if that's Michigan State or Mississippi State. I'm going to say Mississippi State because no one, no one likes Michigan State. Uh, Evie does it. uh, (laughs) Terrible joke. (laughs) Evie does it says, since CECs are cations, would adding cow, mag, via lime increase your CEC?
1: Not really. It's not going to increase the sites. Yeah.
3: It's going to to increase the number, though. It's going to to increase the number. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to increase the number because uh, I frequently see soils where part of what's pushing up that CEC number is saturation by calcium and magnesium.
0: So carbonates would be exchangeable via double displacement, right? So in a... Yes. Yes, at a high enough concentration, you can. But again, the amount you have, you would have to apply to take soil CEC from a five to a seven would be an astronomical amount of lime, right? A couple, You're not going to go out with a bag lime. of lime. Yes. The, the one,
1: a ton the, the per the thousand Lushy, square Lushy feet calls isn't going to move it that shirt. much. <laughs> oh. Oh, you did
0: what this weekend? As a matter of fact, <laughs> we're applying lime. Load the truck up. You got, you got two yards to do, <laughs> and then come get another pallet. Yeah. <laughs> get driver's <sighs> hard bar. What lime away. do we need? <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Of course. Or the alternate uh, scenario is, what if that soil is on top of caliche,
2: limestone, or in my case, Matt, coral? Then you're going to have astronomical calcium
3: you know, then you're going to, then you're going to see it
0: Then yeah. you're going to get it. Right. So yeah. Specific, <laughs> specific to, to lime being, uh, uh, Cal carbonate and man carbonate, you know, carbonate is going to be exchangeable in that, in that sense. Right. But, uh, so yeah, you're, you're increasing exchange sites to a degree, but again, you would have to apply so much package requires, uh, uh, he, he provided us it's actually Michigan state. Damn it. Miss former employer again. of mel tugger
4: like mississippi state growing bluegrass that's cool
0: yeah you're not gonna <laughs> see it down there uh it would be cool though uh and i, I will say they have, they have a pretty good a pretty good uh turf program if you attend it uh what actually goes on there's pretty secretive because you just you don't you don't see a lot of it uh published out into the into the world weird how that works uh, hey, uh, Looney
4: says, real quick um, huh? it was just a trip I, I i went to a field day at ucr a couple of weeks ago Mm -hmm. And they have a a huge uh, poa green um, that they do. They test a bunch of different shit on it, and then there was a part where it was just left alone, and it was nice. And it's like they they keep that shit going in the heat of summer. It's crazy, dude.
0: I mean, that's that is impressive uh, management that they got (laughs) there, dude. (laughs) Anyway, who who wants to even attempt to keep a poa green alive in Southern California? Uh, a a a a masochist would that is that is who that
5: actually is, i think someone a lot of work see it tied impaired. up in a
0: chair and, and like can i can you please do that again i love the pain
3: i, I think a lot of golf courses are basically forced by default to just maintain poor wherever it comes up and grows yeah. it just it's like it comes up and it's there and
2: unfortunately. The best tool for eradicating POA is no longer available.
0: Uh, Looney said for patients with herbicide restrictions, what products could be applied as a non selective? Ideally, the soil could still be seeded into later on. Uh, with herbicide restrictions, say you have to go 25B exempt, right? Like finding something systemic in that regard. You're probably not going to you're not you're not going to find anything systemic so you got to find a good burn down product and uh things that are going to be relatively seed safe quickly would be like fat uh, uh fatty acid esters um i mean hell you could go out there with a high enough rate in a in a in a good nozzle of uh horde oil and and you know be non selective about it yeah you start you start moving into you know acetic acid and especially high concentration like glacial acetic acid or something then you know the, the the rate of residual there that could potentially cause you problems and then just the handling of it in general i would i would probably stay away from it but uh, fire would be another one heat right like a torch would be would be a great a great option in that regard uh, seed immediately right into it behind it um, what do, uh, what do y'all think you know fatty ester fatty fatty, fatty uh, esters esters of fatty acids or or soaps you know, I think would be, uh, okay.
4: Is that what scythe is? Acetic acid? No, scythe?
3: no, no, no. Uh, scythe is a fatty acid. Uh, I think uh-huh. it's called a, like, nonanoic or pelargonic yeah. acid. Something like that. I mean, that, that naming is based on the number of carbons in the fatty acid chain. But to answer Looney's question, If I couldn't spray out yards with Soul Stealer anymore, what I would literally get myself is I get myself a steam boiler. And then I tarp that yard and then that yard would get steamed for at least four hours.
0: Well if That's you're just spot spraying or something and I actually I would say well, I don't know, is scythe allowed in uh in uh I d I don't know if it's allowed in Canada or not. Um so it looks like per uh pelargonic acid is one of the primary uh ingredients and it is um, let's see, it is an organic compound, it is a nine carbon fatty acid, right? So mm-hmm. um uh, it is an ozonolysis. Ozonolysis of oleic acid. Right. So, oleic acid is a is, a, is an ester. You know, fatty acid. And uh, apparently, you're uh, doing a little, little not hydrolysis, but ozonolysis. Right. So,
2: you're
3: oxidizing mean? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: You're oxidizing the acid. Yikes. Uh-huh.
0: So uh, then, Irrigator also said, I put down a pound of N today. Is a half pound of K okay to put down tomorrow? I mean, again, if it's from MOP, you put down a pound of N today, a half pound of K tomorrow. Yeah, he can. Yeah, this time of year, sure. you know, yeah, You're you can. Right. I, you know, we'll say like a 20, 10, right? And you apply it at five pounds per thousand. You could do that all day long, right? Um, I'm think, I don't know how soon, how long ago you put down a pound of K. Uh, but if you, if you did that like a week ago, and then you're going to roll into it with uh, a pound of N and a half pound of K, you know, a week later, mm-hmm. eh, maybe get an additional week and then, and then do it. But uh, if it's been two weeks and you put that down now, you're fine. Uh, Spicy Gherkin said, can the AI of Sedgehammer call, cause yellowing and centipede? I have seen it happen, but primarily with uh, it, depending upon what surfactant I add to it. Um, Yeah. uh, And also the health of the centipede as well, too, you know, like you, you, you get a little too dry or whatever the case may be. I feel like you kind of get some exaggerated effects. Um, uh, I I mean, it's also late season application too. Right. So the the transition to fall, uh, I would, yes, hundred percent. It's without a doubt possible. You may think it's not because 90% of the year when you're applying uh, a house of Huron, you don't see any ancillary damage from it at all and you feel great about it. Oh, not a chance anything could ever happen with it, right? But there are times where you can elicit uh, elicit turf turf damage. Um, I got another
2: scenario for
3: that. I got another scenario for that turf damage.
0: If halosulfuron
3: is applied at two to four times its labeled rate, uh, odd things can happen to the grass. So method of application. That's the other way you can you know, make halosulfuron yellow grass. And I am talking about all
2: of these people that want to use halosulfuron as a spot spray. I'm speaking to them.
0: Uh let's see here. We have a uh uh Pink with the podcast fee. I'll get that figured out. Okay, okay, I'll get get it figured out. Uh Tanner says, Does tenacity bleach Poetriv? Yeah.
3: It sure does.
0: Yeah. Sure
2: does.
0: Uh and then I I I feel like in the majority of weeds, that's about all it does. You, you've got something else in the tank
4: it's good at letting you know how much is there. that's about it,
0: yeah uh here we have a uh you know a little a little lime chart here of you know telling you what your buffer p h is and you know what you're what you're trying to target to get it to move it's yeah fairly accurate right again I, you know you're taking into account uh, uh water water pH here, right? So Let's see. So they're calling for a half ton uh if you're trying to move a 5.1 to a 5.2 with a buffer pH of we'll say 7.1. Uh, I don't recall uh let me see if I still have that pictures. I felt like I did. I guess I, I took it down. Uh, anyway, but going back to Demay's soil test there. So, oh, I got it right here. Um, you, we've got a, a buffer pH of like seven four, right? If you have a seven four, right, you know it's it's not registering on how much it would take to move it down to a five two. Now you go to some of the other ones, right? and You got a buffer, uh, a buffer pH of like a seven point zero, right? You got a buffer pH of 7.0, You want to move a soil pH from a five one to a five two. 're talking about uh a thousand a thousand pounds an acre right so but not an astronomical amount, but um you know still we're talking about a thousand pounds per acre right so a thousand pound you know uh what is what is the math 22 on that
1: twenty two pounds per a thousand.
0: I said, half a bag a thousand you know you're probably making more than one pass with it wide open uh so not not exactly a good day and that's only moving it from a five one to a five two you know if you want to move it from you know a six uh to a seven again you know you're a ton an acre two tons an acre something like that right so um you know have a fun the may
4: having the hopper Uh, wide uh, open is a fucking thrill
0: yeah it is it comes it comes out really life comes out too fast with the hopper open right it looks so pretty
4: you're like go faster <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh all right that as that is going to wrap it up here was there anything else that came in in the chat that i missed uh we tried to use a weed torch in seattle parks after herbicide restrictions it was going okay until the fire department got at their panties in a twist i can see that being a thing too especially if you live in an area that that is uh that's going to be dry right um there have been quite a few fires in Canada recently. I don't know how well tolerated in a neighborhood it's going to be if you whip out a torch right now. Um, and that in, in you know you may live in an area that gets sixty inches of rain a year, but considering how much of Canada has been on fire for how long, you might you might you might get you might get looked at funny. I mean, if you get looked at funny for whipping out a a, a selective, I mean, a non-selective herbicide with systemic ability. I can imagine that a torch on your back is going to be looked at pretty
1: negatively as well, too. You know, the good thing about all this is because we don't have black people on the show. Next week, we're featuring a white guy from Georgia who lives in Utah right now. Paul Castleberry is going to be on the show, and I'll tell you what, one of my favorite episodes we ever recorded before was with Paul Castleberry. I have high, high hopes and ambitions for this next week. It is. So, it's going to be a,
0: a good time, uh, Tanner. I'm telling you right, right now, now. I did, did not, not bleach, bleach what you think. It's not. It's not, not a, trip. a trip. And,
5: uh,
1: Wait, so white guy
4: from Georgia. He's pretty much black.
1: And, uh,
0: he's, he's,
4: he's, he's got a
1: percentage. I, I, at least 10%. I, all we need to do. Listen, you've got 30 seconds left, and then we'll sign your we'll sign your form, and you can take it back to Gilly tomorrow.
4: Wait. So, <laughs> so from from Atlanta. Uh married a white girl. He's got like 19 kids. That's that's he's black, bro. Three? Mm-hmm.
1: Three, I think. <laughs> Three or four. Mm-hmm. Can
0: Telly tell chime in on this? Give us some help. Uh Cam, Robert, help us out here. We need we need we need to we need to figure out where uh Castleberry is. I think uh, I, you know that would be that would scale. be a
1: conversation to be had. I would love it if Spencer would tell. Uh, Robert and Cam, and tell you that they're not black. That would be good. Boy, boy, I would Ooh. love
0: to be in the room on that one. Oh my goodness! Oh I just, listen, my
1: goodness, I, dude. Mm. I'm just saying, mm. uh, Spencer. I I I want the best for you. I don't know what happened, but.
0: I yeah. would have to pull the e o d coin out on Palmer his own that he gave me just to keep the world from ending that night because he would he would have <laughs> to stop what he was doing and buy me a drink and uh and that would that would be the only way i would say thesmith <laughs> spencer right? from Spencer from dying yeah <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah he told me the story that's pretty cool i i get the 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 palmer's the guy he you could see him just give. Spencer, the look, you know, and that, and that look that only Palmer can give that it's just like, you can see how dumb he thinks you are for what you're, it's, it's, you have to see it to understand. But when you see it, you're like, oh, oh, okay. Okay. And then, you know, and then, you know, you got to end it. All right. Well, we gotta, we gotta get out of here. Uh, I am at jping's Pink's house. I have commandeered his house. So I'm not going to be able to do an after show. We we'll get something figured out. Uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be doing go, 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 drinks go. this weekend, if I recall correctly. Happy hour, happy hour tomorrow. Uh, yep, happy hour tomorrow for the uh, for the members. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Burnham Return. Um, I pay. Uh, I I do not pay. I pay. Yeah, what, uh, what's my what, for everybody what's my to rate be my rate friend. For,
1: hey, what's yeah? What's my rate tomorrow for doing a power hour? Two by, nineteen by an
0: hour. Uh, yeah, point one nine beers per hour. BPH. Is what? Hey, you know hey, that, hey that Ryan. Ryan,
4: you just you, Ryan. You heard Matt talk about his new FERT like you know, deal. Price
0: went up, homie. Charge him more. <laughs> By the way, if if anybody is interested in that in truckload quantities, shoot me an email: thegrassfactorygmail.com. I'm not going to give out my work email. I'll forward you over to that. Uh, again, it is. <laughs> there's Cam, Cam said, "Hold my beers, fella."
1: Uh, <laughs> eh, I
0: gotta be careful what I say. I'm. I'm I'm yeah, gonna be Yeah. Uh uh, uh again, truckload quantity for any kind of custom formulation on that, uh, feel free, to email me at gmail.com. Otherwise, patreon.com forward slash burn return for the price of a beer, you can hang out, you can do power hour with us, and do all the fun things we do. Again, if you're not of means, no harm, no foul. We ain't mad at you. Uh if uh if you don't like dudes talking about dude stuff in the way that you know we can, which is gonna be crass. Uh, and uh, then, then, you know, no harm, no foul. But what I can promise you is that you're going to be exposed to a community of people that have one interest and one interest alone. And that's learning as much as they possibly can about not just turf grass, but in all aspects of life. And everybody that's a member has value to bring uh, regarding various aspects of life, uh, whether it be law, uh, 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 audio design, um, whether it's flying helicopters, flying airplanes, for Christ's sake, uh, health, psychotic surgery antipsychotic drugs, uh, uh, muscle-building drugs, and androgens, uh, uh, estrogens, progesterones. We, we cover the narcotics. nootropics, narcotics, um, thing, <laughs> things that, that go we small, boom, been. big boom, uh, uh, and, and, of course, all our favorite pesticides, you know, everything from podiamine to uh, monosodium methanarsenate. You know, we've, we've, we've got it all figured out. Um, <laughs> Don't leave, leave anything out?
1: Okay. It, it, Everyone it, listen, in the... In the- huh? In the yep. in the in the in the spirit of our guest and in the spirit of the diversity on you this show, you
5: are
1: a fucking You're... pussy. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go, let's go out with Aldo saying you know, giving us the viva the grass factor in uh, in Spanish. I don't know if you can say can you say grass factor in Spanish. What's that would be? Say <laughs> some, I can. don't know.
4: Grass factor. Uh, fa- factor del césped. Uh, factor de pasto.
1: Si, factor si. oh, si. de pasto. Si, this guy yeah. is a
0: fucking weirdo.
1: Uh yeah. <laughs> Buenos noches, bitches. Uh, <laughs> Buen-
0: buenas noches. Uh we'll we'll we we'll on the flip side. Everybody have See you guys a great night. Bye. Oh, I hit the wrong one. Whoops. I just I wrecked everything. Wrecked it all. Uh, do I have to hit instrument.